And aim for the camera. Okay, which one's main camera? That main one. camera is that one over there, yeah. And <coughs> you are going in five, four, three, two, six, five, <laughs> four, three, Houston. two, and you are, should be, wait a minute, it's coming through, by, you are leading in it. <coughs> Come on, guys, together. <coughs> and you are live. <coughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Guys, welcome to another Hotbox podcast. Well, we're looking forward to another Thursday lazy blazy evening with you. I think we're uh, number nine. Yeah, number, number nine, nine. Almost double digits. Eh? Almost. Almost yeah. breaking it. Yeah, we've got some new guests today. We're joined by Brad and Mary Jane. Uh, Mary Jane will be incognito this evening for obvious reasons. And then as always, Dan the Grow Man. Great to have you back, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about some dang shit. Uh, but before we get into that, I think let's do some pre-departure dabs, joints, bongs, anything your heart desires. Please, Everyone get involved. Please. Okay. Go on. Before I flash the wall. <laughs> when you're ready. So what are we dealing with here today in terms of weed? I think what we've got like some train wreck or some shit, eh? I think so. And the dabs? Um, Just dang. Yeah, there's dabs, yeah. There's some uh, Hawaiian snow, I think this is. Hawaiian snow? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> you pick at your dab, it's oh shit. It looks like the Wilson's toffee, it's mighty big. Mm. Bit of a dab, that one. Mm-hmm. So guys, what we'll be talking about today is, we sort of touched on this last time, was kids and cannabis and that, but we mainly had mothers who'd raised kids and had to sort of breach that divide each way, them being cannabis users, and often the kids being cannabis users. But we thought we'd get some younger guys around to, to deal with this because historically it would be parents dealing with kids. But now we're finding that kids are having to deal with their parents as they come out of the closet as cannabis users. And, you know, I'm from a long time ago. So my opinion doesn't really <laughs> fucking matter. But I think Brad and Mary Jane can offer us some great insights into sort of what that experience is like. Like, when did you first find out that your mom tokes? She gave me the talk when I was 15. 15, eh? Yep. Okay. She's smoking uh, weed, you have to be 18. If you want to smoke cigarettes, 15. You want to drink, 18. You want to get tattooed, let's go together. <laughs> okay. Yes. My mom and son tattoo, when you put it together, it makes a heart or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a special heart together. Nice. No, we should actually, we should do that. And did you listen to her? Well, how she pretty frank with you about it? How frank was she? Was it like uh, awkward, like the sex talk? Or no, no. Luckily, I never got that. Okay, not from <laughs> yeah, your mom. No, no. Uh, the camera talk was talk of all time. <laughs> it was pretty cool because then I just tried and okay. tried with her, and then it was awesome. Just chilled, watched TV. Uh, no raping mothers. Mm. Yeah. No, none of that. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It was. It was actually. It opened my eyes. Pretty fun. Nice. Mary Jane, are your parents users or for or against? Or? Well, my parents are completely. I'm sorry, must apologize. I was in a heavy rave last okay. night, so you know, the voice is gone. Kids these days. Blame yeah. <laughs> right. it on the Molly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? It was difficult. I, I grew up with weed being. We never really spoke about it because I wasn't into it. I would never touch it. Not with a 10 foot pole because it melts your brain. And it'll take away from your life and whatever else. What we were taught at school and what we heard, not what we, we were actually informed about. We actually, this year was the first year I started smoking. I don't drink. I'm, I'm not 
am paralytic at places, so my parents are okay with it, and they, they're actually for it. Um, much more for it than the alcohol, much more, and I don't touch it. I'll have a Savannah if we're like at a game lodge or something, because it's, it's nice, it's for the taste, it's not to get smashed. And when I'm high, I function perfectly. I'm not a babbling idiot that wants to get in pub brawls. Um, and I like, I don't know, I just, I think they've seen me happier. And how did you broach the topic with your parents? Like, what, did they bust you or was no, no, it? No, 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 Actually, funny enough, this is said, great. I'm smoking now. <laughs> I had one of my varsity mates with me the one night. Well, he came, he was starting to be my roommate. And he smoked a lot of weed. And we went to a varsity where it was uh, pretty... Swarm. Well, it wasn't the, it was the norm if you saw people stoned. So, Sebi started smoking and stuff, and I was like, um, well, let me try a blunt, let me try this, and I hadn't smoked for years, and it made me a bit buzzed the first time, and then we smoked a bit more, and it carried on becoming a thing, and I felt actually guilty, because I was like, this drug is so bad for me, and then I actually started to think on it, process my life, reanalyze, and realize it's not, it actually helps, and the one night my mom came into the lounge, and I was epically grilled, was giggling my bum off, so I was heavy, I think he actually passed out. <laughs> and um, she came in and she was like, okay, well my back's really sore. And I was like, well, she's like, what are you on? I was like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I had a joint. And she's like, what is it? Is it very strong? She came in and she had some. Okay, was it her first time? No, no, no. Okay. No, 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 they've had their, their moments. They're, they're pretty old. I think they rode on the backs of dinosaurs. So I think they've had some good Durban poison. Mm -hmm. But um, <clears throat> they are so for it. And they're so happy. It's been a year. I told my mom as she was getting into the car the other day, do you know it's been a year that I've been smoking? And she was like, what? You've accomplished so much and it's done nothing wrong to you. Yeah. So happy. Yeah, I think every Good. parent almost expects their kid when on the old gospel because it's getting to that stage now where there was Old Testament drug policy and sort of New Testament and that Old Testament shit. Couldn't blame parents for thinking that their kids would end up with a needle in their arm or something like that within a year or within a month. Well, I mean, from what they saw back in, when they were growing up, they thought, oh my gosh, because they didn't do anything that we were doing. Jeez. Yeah, man, but also we never speak about this, but believe it or not, dad's a dad. <laughs> but also, your lady's pretty young, but when do you think would be the time to have that sort of discussion? Because there is going to be a point where he's going to say he's not sure that's a cigarette. Um, I'm pretty much taking up the approach that it's going to be the norm. Why, you know, if it's going to be something that's tucked away in the cupboard, what is that? What is that, daddy? What is that? What is that? What is that? Not to say that I'm showing him and putting it in his face. Obviously, I, I'm separate and I do it, and if I roll a joint... And you ask what it is, is I'm, rolling, I'm rolling a cigarette, a smoke. But at the end of the day, it is, it's a smoke. We call it a smoke, it's a smoke, whatever. And I think, yeah, I think he'll just, he'll just know what it is, essentially. He'll learn. Do you sometimes worry, though, that, you know, your parent isn't always their kid's sort of primary sense of information. So, like, your mom, I know, is more liberal. Yeah. But then you also, you're often in a school situation where you spend a lot of more time away from with your friends. mom. <clears throat> yeah, with friends, and, which are influences. And like there's peer pressure and that influence. Mm. There's also that school influence, which is quite conservative in South Africa. <coughs> so then you end up with things like piss tests and all of that. Yeah. So do you worry that there might be that outside influence on your kid's opinion 
that might turn him into a knock against you. Like, did you ever knock on your mom, dude? No, no did ways. you ever feel like there was a necessity to? To knock on my mom? Yeah. No ways. Okay. Because they're not hurting anyone. I think if, you're, if, you, if you grew up in a house where you say you, your parents are alcoholics and it becomes a problem and mm. your life sucks and you don't want to be there and you don't want to deal with this every day, you're going to go and talk to someone and mm. say, this is a problem. If cannabis is doing that, if it is, you're obviously going to say something to it. But I mean, you wouldn't have to knock on them if it's something that's not doing anything wrong. And it's just their daily grind or their daily relaxer. Come home from work, have your joint. You know, I don't think it's a... Well, yeah. that's how we And I'll be it. frank with you guys. I grew up in a pretty fucked up situation. Like, my parents were young for it, hey? And it was like, you know, everything was an option. So you never knew what the day was going to end with. But I remember even as a child, which was a weird thing in this bubble is that the only time there wouldn't be drama was when weed was the only drug of that night. The moment it was alcohol or mm. something else, tragic ending. So yeah, I hope that people something. are seeing that, kids are seeing that firsthand and you're experiencing that firsthand. Yeah. But in your circles, is it like that or is it an exception? In your circles, it's actually pretty nice because instead of going out and drinking like we used to, mm. we just, we chill, we, we smoke, we chat. We stay up like a gang, just talking about things, life. And I think it's just made us closer than just running off, getting drunk, losing each other, waking up somewhere random. Yeah, I think it's that it sort of comes up a lot is that a lot of parents now are like, I'd rather them do it in front of me than behind me. Mm. Yeah. But you were saying earlier, Mary Jane, that in your school there were piss tests. There were indeed. Okay. I went to every school from the sun, so it did come across my fair share <coughs> of schools that um, did do urine tests and whatever. And I was never called because I didn't use them. And I was a good girl at school and whatever. So I wasn't asked to, but people just like me were pulled in because they need variation. Was it an invasion? No. Hell yes. Why? Why must I feel guilty about using something that cures some people's ailments and I am perfectly able to function on it and it helps me with all of my symptoms and things and whatever but I must be taken to task when more deaths occur through every other substance so now I'm you know but I, I was never called I know we lost a few students along the way and what through. happened to them that oh no well fuck off that's no, no, it no 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 I am in, still in contact with a few <clears throat> you were doing very well. Two went to varsity. Okay. Two took up um, working. And, but that, I think that pressure, just like in the jails and the, the illegal part to it, and being told it's so wrong, puts that in your head. And um, then you can go off and start to go down the wrong track because you're told you're wrong. I remember when I was at school and I was told I was an idiot. I then started believing I was. So, I think the aspect and the concept of marijuana itself needs to change. Should just be able to be a choice. Yeah. And people should not be so against it. Judge it before they know it. That was what was so scary as a child for me personally, maybe some experience of it, is that people do make it scary. Mm. And it brings us nicely mm. to our next topic is, there's this guy in Canada. And I'll be frank, he's a bit of a puss. <laughs> His name's Julian Fantino. 
And this guy is the kind of motherfucker that would come to your school and preach that Dacha is the devil. And he's best known for equating weed to murder. Basically what he said is if we're going to legalize weed to drop crime or reduce crime, may as well legalize murder to reduce crime. Picketing on the side of the road type guy, yeah? Yeah, hanging out pamphlets and all that. No, no. And this guy was a former police chief, so he wasn't a nobody, he was a politician as well. And what he's now done is, now that weed's been legalized in Canada, he's now joined the cannabis industry and suddenly changed his fucking mind. So I don't know. You get these guys so uh, who have their mo- no, the irony. I don't know. The motives. It's, it scares me. But it's ironic. People, though. It is ironic. Well, it it's hellishly ironic. It changes them all. I mean, like all the, all the people that, like we said, all the, all the people that are changing their mind nowadays, <laughs> he's just another one of them. Yeah. Our parents that all they're all are against it, and are they all with us? And they're like, yes, this is great. Let's let's get in there. Yeah, and as soon as they thing. can smell the cash, things change. Well, money changes mm-hmm. anybody. But it is scary that these are people who influence children's lives. And did you ever have to sit through any of those crazy drug talks at school yes. and all that? Or? Oh yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then people coming in. I actually I've been to um, last. A thought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> have another <laughs> bomb. No, but, but, but I have had those chats. And, and there's somewhat now when I look back. We once had a video played to us of this obviously making it look bad. Making weed look like it's terrible for you. And all of us came out of that lesson giggling our asses off because we just wanted to go by the nearest joint. These guys took smokes and ate it. And they went on a little trip in the forest and they had music and then they went and they made dream catches and they spoke. Sounds like the best part of the It was beautiful. We all came out thinking, okay, who has, who, um, this, why was this bad? You want us to drink, get motherless and take out a family on the road coming back from Spur? That's just not right. Sorry. I don't think taking any substance while driving, sure. But certainly, in the comfort of your own home, you should be able to medicate yourself in a healthy way. I agree. I agree completely. And did you ever have friends knock on each other, though? No, no. Not, eh? Stitches get stitches. Yeah. Actually, (laughs) maybe, yes, maybe a few people. But Mm. I think they've been taken out since. Okay. <laughs> Take it out, right? Something, something I came across recently as well. It's, it's a very ugly, I'm making a big leap here. But since he's kind of like the father of the nation, and we're talking parents and kids and that, Tata Madiba. So deep inside that book that's going super viral at the moment, uh, the President's Keepers. About three quarters in, there's this little bit from this guy who was uh, Madiba's bodyguard. And what he claims is like post-election, a couple of years after the 94 election, Madiba was pretty knackered, you know, hearts didn't just come out of Robben Island, now you're running a country, he wanted a break. So they fucked off to some random Caribbean island. And this is all in the book, I'm not talking shit, you can go read it yourselves on PDF or whatever, download the shit. What a book! And it's by no means the subject of the book, but it's such a funny thing. And he says, the security guard says, or the bodyguard says, we got there and it was this random island with this like trance festival going on with the Madiba theme and it permeated with rum and weed. That was it. <laughs> and he said, off Madiba went to trance his little fucking heart up. <laughs> so again, it raises the question, did Madiba smoke weed 
And Does I he? think he'd have you wear a fucking shirt like that and not smoke weed. You think he smoked weed, guys? You wear those kind yes. of shirts, yes. Did you see how Raise sharp he was? He was constantly always peace. had the most justifiable, best route to any decision, and it was well thought through. It was calm. He was able to process it. Was beautifully it. put, Calmly. and he could lead. And why? Because maybe he had a bit of weed with his coffee. You know, you think if we had to name like a strain after Tata Madiba, like Madiba Magic or something, Madiba's what magic. do you think? Oh, eh? Madiba's yeah. Magic, that was yeah. a horse, that was a racehorse actually. Really? Eh? Yeah, it was. Oh, oh, so it's taken. <laughs> Damn it, eh? Um, who? Call it Eastern Madiba, Eastern Cape yeah. Madiba. <laughs> Dan, we got any questions going on at the moment from the crowd? Any questions? Let's have a look here. Uh, nothing. So. You mentioned earlier, Dan, that this mm. came up. We all know the Medical Innovation Bill, mm. Mario Ambrosini, all those things, contentious, it's been carried on by the IFP and the Rensing and that. So basically, it's the way in, in a way, for medical marijuana in South Africa. So what it's being supposed to be, well, everyone seems it, thinks it is. Yeah, but it still has to play out, guys. It's a long-term thing we're dealing with here. But you said you saw that it was gazetted. Yeah, it said something on Facebook, I saw that... Uh, the MIPs, the Medical Innovation Bill, has been gazetted and it should be looked at by the end of the year. Alright, and was it saying anything about if people could get licenses yet or if they should apply or where to apply? It says that that is the route that they're trying to establish is how to apply and who can get it. But it was for medical research. It was for research and for medical purposes, basically, what the article said. <clears throat> Let me put it up again. Give me one second. Just yeah. refresh the memory. Why are you getting that? Guys, do you think... Like with all things in South Africa, it's going to get gupted. So, yes, there's going to be medical marijuana, but the, the benefactors are going to be cadders. So you think it it's going to be a conspiracy industry. come true? Because of the way Once things they are. know what it can <clears throat> provide. They know, man. Oh, well, once they can They're just use trying to find the best way to make the most money from it. Doesn't matter as long as it becomes acceptable in a, a fashion and a choice that you can make and such. I don't know when it will happen. It's just, I'm not, not going to put my brakes on my life. And what do you guys think it's going to be like? Like, if you envision it, how do you think it should be if you want to get marijuana as a medicine? Should it be like California, where you can get a really super easy license and Got go buy raw yeah. Or do you think it must be something that comes in a pill that you have to be on your last fucking dying breath on before you can get access to? Mm. I think you should just be able to grow it and smoke it. I've seen that one show, sorry, this is, I've seen that one show on Emnet, that's awesome, and it's about a, a cannabis place in Canada, where they have different nuggets laid out, different things where you can, like a tobacconist, That's all you the know? dispensaries, yes, like that, you go they're in, all gear laid out, they got everything, you go in, you, you test it out, you, and they're actually psychologists there, and they sit down, and they talk to you, so if you've never smoked yeah, it before, psychologist. Well, I think you need this. You, know, you look like you need this. Well, no, I don't. Actually, you all I want to do is just relax. I don't really want to bounce around. How do you feel about that? Sort of get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and play Xbox. Yeah, and it's, it's really cool because night, if you've never smoked it, um, you have someone to speak to that has and deals with it. And it's really cool. I think you should be able to get it at the age of 18. I'm just thinking alcohol 18 and it is a... An age where you can start trying to think for yourself. And then medically, sure, maybe you do need to go get a certificate or whatever. Like you said, it's super easy. So
sorry. <clears throat> is it valid? But okay, it should be sold where there are eyes on it, at least where it's open. Yeah, because it, it, it's it, not concealed. You saw, Doesn't you have saw, to be a sin. You saw much closer to your first experience than what we are. But like, do you think if legal weed was an option? Because I know realistically, we know alcohol is legal. But my first time buying alcohol, I was way below the limit. But yeah. even so, if you were in that segment now and weed was legal, would you then rather still under the lim age limit try and get a legal avenue of it, or would you go and get some dodgy weed? Yo, I would push my luck. I would try mm. to get it like from the dispensary or something <clears throat> first. Try fake ID maybe. Yep. And if that would work, yeah, but if that would work, yeah, I'd go like taxi rank. How's it, my dude? You That's got the some. problem. Yeah. Or you just get it from your mate because your mate will have it, or your aunt will have it. Oh, true. Or Everybody's also, fucking auntie has it. Everyone else got it now. It's, it's so it's easy to get. You don't even need to go and look that far anymore. Actually, but if it is illegal, which it is, it makes it obviously frowned upon to try and get hold of the substance. So, like you just said, at a younger age. Would it be um, okay to maybe not have to just be 18 or whatever? Who knows? Because we all know we tried to get hold of things when we weren't that age and it was twice as fun because you were being twice as bad. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, people are going to try and test things. But where would I go? I'd go to the bad place. Because I'd be way too scared to be caught in a camera situation in a public place being told, you're under the age, now come with me. So I would start, you know, smoking really bad for you kind of stuff. Yeah, you'd vote dealer and you're saying you'd vote still try yeah. and get it from yeah, somewhere. But yeah, but that's a dilemma that's still going to be faced because mm -hmm. I reckon lighties, one way or another, we set a limit. Mm -hmm. We say <clears throat> 18, 21, whatever. No, I think we're not, we're, not, we're not saying we condone it, but we do mm -hmm. need to accept like what's about tobacco, alcohol, sex, all those things. Mm -hmm. There are going to be early introductions. Mm -hmm. Dan, do you ever worry about that with your lighty, what his first experience might be like? Maybe it's something you hear about after the fact. Of course I do. Fucking uh, K2 I hope to be, or I hope to just do it when he's young enough to say, well, here we go. You know, when you're young, you'd have your first beer with your dad. It was accepted, you know, it yeah. happened, it was done. Yeah. So I'll just do that one day. When I think he's ready and I think that he's, his mind is in the right place. Well, look, it's not going to be until he's older. I believe that he shouldn't be smoking until he's at least 18, 20 school out of school you've developed your brain then you should be allowed to do your own thing but uh, I mean I, I know that it's gonna happen as long as he turns around to me and says look this is what happened I'm still alive I'm still good mm. I guess that's what's gonna be the way it's gonna happen I guess I mean it's kind of like me trying to think of where he would do it if he doesn't do it at home and now with me saying that I would rather be open about it at home Hopefully you'd be willing to just say, look, can I try with you? And that's my hope. <laughs> I hope that I'll try as well, because it is a tough thing. You know, we're not all blessed with hippie parents or mm. open-minded parents. A lot of kids out there are facing staunch opposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm very open-minded about it. So compared to other people, like you say, they're very, very hard on the kids. And those kids, I think, will be the ones that will look more than likely want to go and try it elsewhere. Mm. In the street, so-called, at your mate's house, at the mall at the park, whatever it is, not at home. Yeah. But if one sixty on the freeway. Yeah, hold that. Petty the bong. Mates well, when I was growing up, my my mate's parents were fine with them drinking at home. So we used to have big parties at the house all the time. Because they were happy to see the kids were there and they were safe and mm. they could at least be there to see if something went wrong. 
And I mean, geez, if we're getting that personally young, trust me, I know my kid can smoke a joint at night on a Friday night if he wants to, and he's going to be fine. Because, and, and maybe this is me being uh, about it. I don't know if I'm ever going to have a lighty, but, you know, there's those moments with the lighty that must be amazing. You know, the first play, when you first mm. kick a ball mm. together and that. But also, maybe there is that thing, like the sex talk. You also teach them responsibility. So, like you say, Papa, condom. Mm. You say, eh, not the red rose, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> get my box. <laughs> Showing the rules. Make sure you clean yeah. it properly. If you're going to do it, hey. Yeah. And then if, when he brings you his weed, you say, my boy, you got rough, eh? Well, you see, when I was young, I grew up with my dad giving me the magazine with the weed inside. He said, tell me to take the little boilies out. Take the boilies oh. out, dude. So that's what I grew up as. And I love, that's been my, that's the motto now. You know, you can't have season your weed. <laughs> so was your old man also a stoner? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. so you're like you'll be second or third generation then. Well, maybe Fourth not. Generation. He might skip it. He My might grandfather not even was like also me. well, yeah, he does or doesn't. My grandfather also used to smoke copious amounts. So it runs right through the family. So you wouldn't think even with use, you just move on in life. You have a kid, whatever. Would you think less of your kid? For using any substance, whether it's weed or alcohol, or tobacco, or is it okay until he pawns the TV? Yeah, no, we can get to the pawning of the TV part and be like, hey, listen, these things are acceptable. These things, you take them, you're dead, yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Well, Straight that's up, what yeah. I grew up with. Talking about open parents, talking about non-hippie parents, whatever. I grew up with parents, like you say, do it. And let me know about it or do it where you're safe. Don't go run off and do it in a bush because you feel it's bad and wrong and you cannot come to me. Mm. So, um... I think the point was, don't put yourself in compromising situations. Yeah. Was the compromise from the parents. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is that good. <laughs> and remember, I didn't smoke today. True story. Uh, Dad, you're telling us that in Las Vegas there's a fat cannabis convention going yes, on. The biggest, it's the biggest marijuana convention in the world, apparently. Well, since the, since 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 it starts becoming more and more legal, it's the MBizCon. So it's the mar medical or the, the marijuana business convention in Las Vegas, and they've got something like over 650 exhibitors from laboratory suppliers, seed suppliers, nutrient suppliers. It's completely every single thing you could ever think of that you that you would need or could do in the cannabis industry. It's absolutely heaven. I mean, that's what we need to have something like that here, at least to showcase the industry. Oh. Because I remember when I was living in England, where it was still, it was illegal, cannabis, but yet they had the Hemcon. And you go to the Hemcon, and it's in a convention center, but it's, yes, it's all the cannabis-related shit from the world, all is inside there. You just, it's, it's you know, exhibiting. So I was wondering... How does one do that locally? Locally, yeah, locally it's growing in that. And we are seeing a lot of guys step up to the plate. So, oh, a lot of month goes by where we see a new CBD business coming along or a new head shop or whatever. So that's great, it is emerging. But if you guys were to go to like a cannabis convention, what would you want to go there for? Would you want to go see amazing grow shit? Would you want to go dab yourself till you look like Oscar <laughs> with the snot coughing? Oh! Court, or what, oh. What, what, what would you... What would be the pinnacle? What would, it's like going to that gold roof. You know there's a certain ride you want to go on. What would you like to see at local? A Tower of Terror kind of moment. Tower of Terror. I would stuff. want like, oh, a, oh, like, oh. A, like a museum thing, but you can like 
Nein, not a museum. Wow. <laughs> 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 the first weed plant ever. Smokes <laughs> I would want something educational because it's helped my life tremendously. And I want to learn more about it, baby. Like, really. Yeah. Good it's get... amazing to see what this stuff can do. And always respect it. Because sometimes you, you know, don't have a bit for a while, or you do, whatever. It can really make you feel like, wow, I got energy. Yeah. You know, yeah. or it's powerful, yet so subtle. And I think the best thing to bring to this country would be more. education. Bring more. the top growers or other growers mm. from around the world and people that have been in this yeah. position and have experienced what we are trying to experience in the country now. Go through all the, the, the guys that are in businesses, whether it's growing, packaging, medical, or edible, or whatever it is, advertising. Come, show, bring over, and then we can at least see what you have to say. Growers, come, explain to the guys how to grow. Share some of their secrets here, because that's the only way you're going to learn, unless you are online, checking out all the videos, watching what's happening overseas. Yeah, but you also um, you hit the nail on the head there, because it's that experience, it's that institutional experience. It's one thing crawling forums 10 hours That a takes day. time. That's schooling fees. That yeah. takes years And then also putting that done. time in, dude, because there's one thing theory and another thing practical. Oh, you can know everything. You can be a nerd for nerd Well, there you go. There, yeah, that's a classic thing. The thing I was going to say, some guys are calling themselves master growers. And there's a huge debate online, which is, how can you be a master grower? The, the, even the, the, the most experienced horticulture, horticulturist, still learns every yeah. single day. You can't tell me that you know every single thing about no, this No, it never stops. Never. So if you call yourself a master grower, a master grower implies that you know everything about this, the, 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 the topic at hand. So people that call them, you know, me too, little, maybe just step back a bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like saying doctor, you're not a doctor. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. It's, you can't you provide the same quality, so don't say you are. Just say you're an experienced grower. Yeah. Jeez, don't say a master grower. Mm -hmm. Just check out my Instagram or a something. That's your CD. Yeah. There we go. There you go. That's it, yeah. Mm. So yeah, we definitely need to get people into this country, or at least we need to make something like this happen. Some sort of event where it's it's more of an educational platform and not just sell. You're not going to sell anything, obviously, but more educational equipment, growing equipment, extraction equipment, um, Whatever the industry has, basically, so there's a lot of stuff in the industry that can. You know, what I saw that was pretty cool. Mm. Was like a little stick, like pop thing, mm. but it's coughless. They have like this weird filtration. That's the, the seven seven something. I've seen it. Yes, it's a glass pipe. <laughs> Not the, the twisty blunt. With yeah, the, the with the coil. It's got that coil of copper yeah, or like stainless steel that spins. So basically, from the air flowing over the coils, it basically cools the whole entire flow of smoke. So it's a hot pipe, but it's cold when you hit it. Mm. Yeah. And you can cool. twist the weed out. Yeah, yeah. Because also you end up with that ash pile. Yeah. No, they're very cool. I've seen them round. They've got like 300 bucks. Really? But you still stuck on it being a museum. Um, uh, no, just like a, where you can go and try and <coughs> just experience. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to that uh, World of Beer in downtown Joburg. Mm -hmm. They take you on the whole SAB tour and you get to see how it was made and you get to sample like Baroff or what, what's that shot? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. That's oh, dude. Something like that. But it's great because you get to <laughs> go through that experience. Yeah, like, it's all different names for it, different cultures. Like, I wouldn't smoke my granddaddy's weed on a daily basis, but as a once-off, maybe, hey? That 70-year-old strain or that OG shit. Yeah, something you, like... Something that you can't really get every day. But then it brings to the like the, the carnival, not carnival, the, the convention thing. And you like get to try something exquisite from England or... Something that you don't get locally. 
Yeah. But if you say museum, there is there is history also. I mean, if you've been to Amsterdam, anybody's been to Amsterdam, and you go to the Cannabis Museum in Amsterdam, they've got oh, they've got a bud there that's been preserved. I mean, it's not preserved; it's just sitting there. But it's like I don't know. I mean, Dry as fuck. It's cured no, for it's, a it's long like time. Fifty years, sixty years. You come in, it's just it's just there, <laughs> and there's certain items of history that's taken its well made its name in history. For instance, Mister Nice, he's got. Um, quite a significant role in what happened in the weed trading and smuggling in England and America and across the borders during the late 60s around there from uh, where is it Wales all and, over, yeah, all over. he was yeah. from Wales and he basically went all over but then basically in this museum they've got he gave him the, his prison card oh, so the prison card of Mr. Nice is sitting there so it's history it's something that if you go and read up in the books it's a lot of information from how he also got a hashish from Afghanistan and brought it through into America through the Rolling Stones um, speakers. They were they were smuggling it through here with the speakers. So no, it's a great cool. book. It's up there. It's yeah. one of the there it is. Mr. There nice. Is. Mr. Nice. Is I think we we'll that maybe we should do a book episode, guys, because we've read book club. <laughs> book club. Next week Thursday, book club, bitches. Yeah. 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 I'll bring the wine and cheese. Oh, Yay! Yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> but I have a quick question. Yeah. Just before we move on, what I found really interesting is talking about the the bringing in of weed into this country and everything via ships way back when and everything so the trade in like weed and everything when i learned that it wasn't just for like smoking that weed is hemp yeah. weed is plastics weed is this weed is that yeah weed homes i was told that by one hell of a beautiful oh, yeah. woman tony buttons, right 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 tony buttons doing some awesome work there with yeah. those mm. houses Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Build your shit. With the hemp bricks and the hemp crete. Yeah, but they, they, they would tell us that when they say they give you that fucking spiel in school and that, and at church and wherever, they don't say it does all these other things. They well, show you, know you the image of the leaf, yeah, and it's so leaf. ironic because the leaf isn't the part we're interested in. If you're smoking the leaf, you're stupid. But yet your daddy's pants, his jeans that he's wearing are with the first pair were made from yeah. hemp. Yeah. yeah. And they couldn't pull them apart. That's why the, the, the little logo is two horses pulling a pair of hemp of Levi's apart. They couldn't tear because they're made from hemp. What? And you know what that conspiracy is like for me? There's always that conspiracy that uh, there's this car that runs on water, man. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, hemp keeps coming up like that. And could it be too good to be true? Or do you think it is that amazing? To fuel our cars. Fuel, well, I don't oh, know, cars, make All the cars. different things it can do. There's yeah. so many things. Oh. I mean... I, I, I do believe... I really do. I, I believe, I believe, I believe. I well, believe. BMW is <laughs> making the inside of their panels out of cannabis. I mean, out of hemp, sorry. The inside of the panels made out of hemp. Oh, and I think you just hit a point. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that... That you were saying you'd like a weed car. I like to smoke weed on the way to buy weed. And I was <laughs> in my car made on weed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's like Chichin Chong's big, big joint car that they're driving around. Yeah, and that van that was made out of weed yeah, and burnt yeah. in the first one. Yeah. The Thunderbird. Yeah, maybe we'll do a Chichin Chong too. Yeah. So guys, uh, what happened after the Constitutional Court? Well, okay. The Constitutional Court thing was a crazy day. So there was this march that happened. And one of the, the people, well-known friend... She marched along, and it was a, she didn't really eat anything that day and that, and she made the mistake of chowing a pretty heavy edible. Ooh. You know, it, it's a thing that happens in our crowd a lot, it seems weird, people give you stuff, but you never know, this grab might fuck you up for five mm. hours, this thing might misfire, but this <laughs> chick's thing hit her for a six. Well, also, like you said, didn't you say that she was standing in the sun the whole day, yeah. no proper yeah. eating, no proper water intake, and then you take something like that. 
It's like taking a shot of whiskey or tequila can be a freight after train. a whole day mm. of hard work. It's going to hit you hard, especially if you're a small, thin person compared to like a heavy set person. Yeah, say, and it's also know. with the edible, there's no way out. You know, yeah. once you eat edibles are strong. No right? water wins. Remember, that's no like, no, that's like 80% congestion of your THC. That's putting you down. Yeah. So this chick went fucking pale. Like, you could have hung her up. For an Omo ad wife. <laughs> and I, we felt so bad for her. And this, it was riding out. It was actually getting pretty fucking awkward in the end. Because we had things to do. And this chick was being a social anchor. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sure we've all had that. Where you got to stay and look after your bud. Yeah. Hold your oh, chick's yeah. head. Yeah, or she's please. coaching or something. Yeah. This was that chick's moment. It was pretty cut. <laughs> but we were there for Because we've all been there. We've all done it. But what happened that was so amazing. Is one of our friends pulled out the CBD thing. That's yes, yeah. literally this thing. You can't really see it. What? What's it called there, Dan? It's called Kanachi Hemp Oil. Peppermint flavor. It's a health supplement. Yeah, and it's like got CBD in it. So the deal with CBD is they say it counteracts THC. So we traditionally we smoke high THC strains because that's what the market desires. Length, bang for buck. So it'll be high THC, low CBD. But then your sativas, the old school stuff, got a little more CBD, which has always made them a more functional high. And now they say there's logic to this. So they gave this chick a couple of dot drops of this, and I'm not joking. Could have counted a dot, five, four, and on one, she was fine. Yeah. Wow. But, I, but like, I don't know, was it too hmm. quick? Was it too good to be true? But either way, she was fine. So I don't, I don't know. just come out of that kind of greeny type episode that quickly. You, you, you take a long, progressive out usually if you don't take anything and if this was the only thing that you gave to her because she wasn't going to eat anything or drink yeah. anything maybe you know but weed is so fast acting itself it is so if you were to be able to counteract it maybe you would be able to find a <coughs> substance that could counteract as fast yeah, like maybe we need CBD schnapp maybe that's <laughs> the that's the quickest exit from the greenies <laughs> well not in America because they've got yeah, they got like crystallite, dude. It looks like CBD Turk, hey? crystallite. Yeah. Um, it's white. Crystals. Oh, so if you're driving around with this and you try and explain that to an officer, they're going to be like, you're lying. No, I'm good for you. Um, mm. And, yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. Like, so, oh, so taking their dabs and their whatever and they're dunking it or they're ingesting it for high, 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 high levels of CBD. Yeah. Very high levels. But also your brain must only be able to take so much, eh? Like, do you ever get to a point where you only get so high and you can't get any higher yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you roll another joint because it's two in the morning and you're like and it's just no but the wake and bake i pro <laughs> i promise you my wake and bake is the highlight of my day a coffee and a, a oh. bong because i'm not a joint lady <clears throat> um that that is how i wake up and that's how i start my day and it's a deeper strain even an indica strain doesn't matter it fuels me i got groove yeah, well maybe let's do that. Let's go around the room. What's your wake and bake ritual? My wake and bake. Yeah, so on the day when you know you've got fuck all to do oh. and you can wake up at eight or six or whatever your vibe is, you know, what's that routine? What Mine what do you eat? Perfect. What do you drink? What do you smoke? How do you smoke it? I wake up, I clean all the gunk out of my ass, okay. I put on the kettle. <laughs> all the sleep. Yeah. Then I roll. When the kettle's done, I go outside, listen to all the birds, and yeah. I just chill in the sun. Okay. And it's, it's just the most amazing thing ever. Hey? Mm. Nice, easy entry to the day. Hey? That's just how mm. I, I believe every day should start like it. Right? But at like 10, 11. 10, 11, yeah. eh? 
That sounds good, <laughs> yes. hey? Yes. And then you have a morning nap after that. Oh, you need that. <laughs> <laughs> then you can be productive in your work. Go. Go train. Go train. The morning train. And then what's your wake and bake ritual, hey? Oh, just... Or with the lighty, is it always five o'clock? I don't know anything with that. I'm, I'm an early riser. As soon as the first bird cheeps, I'm already waiting for that cheap. <laughs> it's kind of those, one of those things. So I, I'm just, you know, have a... I don't really like coffee. I, don't, I mean, I have coffee every now and then, but I'd rather smoke a joint than, than have a cup of coffee. So joint and a glass of water, whatever. Just get up and just get on going. Usually yeah. I'm doing something. So I'll get up and I'll literally stand up and do something. I don't wake up and... Try to get my head straight because I, I don't know for some reason it just goes. <laughs> just go. Really said, Wake up and go. Okay. So no, no cartoons, no scooby No, 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 no. Coffee doesn't even need to wake me up. I'm awake already. Okay. So it's like, let's go. No, just Mary Jane. Yeah, but that's okay. just too. Maybe because I woke up like this thing. I'm done. Okay, cool. And <laughs> one more joint. Or dad. Uh, dabs are cool. Okay. One little dab, but a joint is nice. Okay. Depending well, on what's going, you know what I mean? Come on, you got to you got to switch it up a lot. Mm. You've got to always change. You've got to have that option, mm. I think. But I agree, I don't need to have a stimulant. It is enough of a stimulant. And the red cast is so ironic. It's scary. So, I use it as a fuel as well. Yeah, I think mm. that's what many of us do is, you know, I think swords can all cut both ways. You know, we can use it to take the edge off. Because we all have our own personal motives. And mm. I think... We should never have to justify that to anyone. No. Unless, like you were saying earlier, I'm leaving Spur after 20 drafts and kill five people in a car or some shit. I shouldn't have to explain that. Do you think your kids will ever be obligated, though, to explain that? Like, if you found that maybe they were hiding something like substance use for a long time now. So we dealt earlier with the issue of, like, coming, then coming out to you and then. But would you be hurt if there was an issue that went on for years and you only found out about it after the fact? Would you be worried 100%. about your kid? Mm, of course. Mm. But I think you'd be, well, I think <coughs> this day and age, if you don't see what, if you don't see it, if you're not switched on enough and actually wake up to the new world and not just think, oh, it's fine, he's just flipping, he's just tired, come on, wake up. Like, there's, there's people live and they do things and kids do things, don't be naive about what he's doing. Yeah. Wake up, I don't know, I just find that, I guess I wasn't brought up sheltered and not and then hidden away from all these drugs and you know you can't see this you can't experience that you can't experience that it was there it was wasn't like drug being done i'm not saying my parents were doing drugs i'm just saying that they were they were open to say well this is what this is what is that oh this is what this is so you know you got to know what it is and then i think yeah you just got to be more base seriously and you find maybe that you worry about that a bit with your parents so adversely i'll talk about your mom now or my mom your parents mm. and maybe occasionally your parents by the sounds of it back in the dinosaur days but do you worry that their use might get out of control no no never no no, no. Yeah. cannabis yeah cannabis <coughs> no ways no oh, I, she deserves it yeah at the end of the day yeah. she deserves it she needs to chill relax <laughs> the day's done Mom, duties are over it's time to relax it's, it's, like, saying, the it's, it's like saying today yeah. can, they, can they have that that bottle of wine or that glass of wine yeah. who are you to tell them that they can or can't also but be concerned if they get out of hand if it gets to like a problem then it's like okay let's talk let's sit right. so you haven't thought if about mom's sleeping like... before she's even made you dinner every single night for a couple of months you're gonna be like hey, hey, hey listen yeah after dinner please <laughs> <laughs> Where is she? like before... come on no i've never ever be concerned 
I know that if I smoke too much, I build up one heck of a tolerance, and then you're gonna like hit me over the head with a brick for anything to like, it just doesn't work anymore. You take a bit of a tolerance break, or you slow it down, you switch up like you said, how you're smoking, what you're smoking, um, and then you give it a bit of a break. This is not something I think of 24-7, like something like this. This is something I can forget about for 24 hours, remember it, and be like, oh, a joint, and a biscuit. You know? Like, it's not that. It's not, it's not that. It's very... Yeah, I think we're all sold, hey? Uh, guys, it's getting to that time of the season now, so the grow section, we need to get someone like Gardena to sponsor this shit now. Yeah, we need to sort of... <laughs> have some taps and whatever. And hoses. <laughs> but guys, it's getting to that time of the season now where if your plants are outdoors, they should be out already. It's getting pretty late to pull up a decent outdoor crop, so your babies should be in the ground by now. They should be starting with their veg growth, which means they're going from babies through their teen phase where they get tall and gangly and lank legs and all that. What you are going to start having an issue with is pest control. The worst pest is always the cops. <laughs> but, short <of> that, <laughs> but short of that, things you're going to be dealing with are white flies, spider aphids, mites. spider mites, yeah. mildew... Mildew is the worst. Yeah, dude. Especially so towards it now with the rain. What the rain should we? Fall. What should we worrying about? What we should be doing to stop this grow down? Yeah, I mean, you, okay. So you're starting. You're starting now with new plants. They're going to be pretty small. You want to prepare them so you want to make sure that mites don't get in there. You want to make sure you don't get any white fly or anything. Mildew is not going to really happen in small plants. Um, more foliage is needed, but nevertheless, you still want to prevent it. So use some sort of organic. Was, there was someone that was using a bacillus, bacillus um, spray to put on their plants. Is this accessible stuff though? What's well, if you look online, get? yes. The, I think the most accessible is if you're willing to do a little bit of work for yourself and go online and read about making um, organic mixes. So bacillus is like a, I don't even bacillus, 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 bacillus. Lactobacillus. There we go. It's where you are taking the rice. You do a rice wash. Uh, by soaking, you basically take water, uh, rice, warm it up, take that water that's been cooked in the rice and put that in a jar and leave that to sit covered with a, like a mesh or a cheesecloth or something on top of okay. it. That basically then will pull up all the airborne bacteria, which will then create a colony with inside this water. And then that water, you would separate it. You take the curd off the top and keep all the stuff in between the two layers because what will happen is the, the, what's it, the, no, okay, sorry, the, the rice. I don't know what that stuff's called. What is it? Here it is. Carbohydrates. Carbohydrates will sink to the bottom and the top will have the muck. So you get that middle bit and that there, that you, when you mix that with a bit of water, is milk. quite a... Sorry, milk. Milk. is quite milk. a strong uh, application that you can do foliar. I've been seeing that a lot. Guys talking about these milk things that they're That's, doing. Yeah, oh yeah, people are going organic, eh? This Yo, is organic rage. Organic, you know, eh? humans are going organic, plants... Organic, but let's make them organic. I don't know. I blame the fucking hipsters, dude. Yeah, because yeah. it's always got to be optus and anal weed now. <laughs> that's like, hey, you can meet the plant before they chop it. Yeah, come talk to Hypothetically, hypothetically, let's say I want to put some of them seeds in the ground, start growing some tree. Would now be the time to put them in? Yeah, it's as, it's as late as you can. Okay. You yeah. can do it a little bit later, yeah. but now 
it's yeah like we said in the last thing was in episode one or two back was mm. pretty much the time that you should start yeah. you, can get away with it. you can get away with it yeah and the advantage now i find is if you plant or you plant your seeds late your plants will stay small because you've got to keep in mind that if you plant that fucking swazi pip mm. in like <laughs> november or october or august or september or any of that time that thing's gonna get tall Huge. That thing's gonna Huge. be in your neighbor's eye. Well, if you catch it too early, then it might just fly out. But yes, you might yeah. get a very, very big large plant. You don't want to have that if you're living in some small yard. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in like a townhouse or a flat, or they were trying to keep it on the download outdoors, plant it's a, a good later. time to yeah. plant. Yeah. Wait, I thought it was uh, legal to like three or four plants. Mm. What? What? <laughs> what? Am I oh, missing? Yeah, you misinformed mostly by me. <laughs> no. Um, the the rule is. The rule is, so, okay, boring, boring. They didn't legalize weed. In Cape Town, in March, Judge Dennis Davis and the other two judges in the Cape Town High Court unanimously ruled that your right to privacy supersedes the laws of prohibiting cannabis. That means they overwrite it. So they're saying that by having this law, they're infringing on that constitutional right. So they said... Now that they should legalize to accommodate this, we're not sure what that means yet. They said government has two years. Mm. So what it in theory now means, what it practically means, is that if you're at home now watching this and the O team blue kick down your fucking door, they're gonna wreck your shit. They're gonna wreck your plants, it's game over. You can then when you go before the judge, if you haven't now spent the weekend in jail, because they like to bust oats on a Thursday night, and they spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, yeah, they make you sit. So that's a favorite. I've had friends where they bust them on the Wednesday and hold them in their house till the Thursday to do that. So you will still potentially go through that. When you get to court, you can then say, whoa, there's this high court ruling. And with a little bit of help from our, our friends over at Fields of Green and join the queue, if you're stuck. We can get your prosecution put on stay. So queues with everyone else is pending this outcome. And if you like, you get your shit back. Or they might take all your shit and your home and your cars and your dogs. So you can still go through that, but you will get out of jail free essentially if you're wise. But it's not okay. legal to grow any plants in a way. They said in the privacy of your home it should no. be allowed. But, it's not. but you can still go through that process. So it's there. It's getting there, but it's not there. Oh, that's exactly that's sad, dude. No. Oh, it broke my little heart. Did you have your whole plants thought out? What strains are you going to grow? What four did you have planned out there, Brad? Yo, there was... Um... No, I'm too good. Oh, no. no <laughs> <too good. laughs> there was... Buddha cheese. Buddha cheese. Snow stuff. Snow stuff. What about the dog thing? What was it? Oh, uh, what was it? That was the best. That was the best joke oh. ever in oh. my life. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think we must give that lady fifty rand. Yes. Kadanka from Absa Bank. Thanks for helping out there. Hey. Call a friend. Yeah, no, she doesn't. <laughs> should have call a friend sign. You know. Yeah. Audience. Can I use my fifty fifty please? Fifty fifty. <laughs> <laughs> So you reckon when it's legal, you're not going to just go buy it off the shelf? You'll grow your own? Oh, you, you need to grow it. Mm, it's so much fun. Like, I've never done it. <laughs> but I'm saying it would be so much fun. That's how my parents feel about it. They're okay with me smoking it on my property, never driving on it, smoking it on my best friend's property, never driving on it, and never growing it. Because they know it's not legal. Yo. 
It's a great lifestyle, but it's not seen the same way as everybody lifestyle. sees it the way yeah. we see it. It is almost a lifestyle. Well, it, it is, is a lifestyle, it is a but lifestyle. it's almost a, it's a, it's a counterculture, you know, like subculture. It's, it's hidden. It's slightly like... Because it's forced us to be that way. We're not open, yeah. open or allowed to go and stand in the smokers section and smoke. You still have to go in the parking lot and smoke. Yeah. Or around the back and smoke. Or if you just chance it and you know you, you're a weatherman and you can check which way the wind's blowing, go that side of the, the, the restaurant. <laughs> Come stand here with me and smoke your cigarettes. I'm going to smoke my cigarette. Yeah, that's, that's, that's We'll just mix our smoke together. <laughs> you know, when you were young, you used to be like, stick your head out the window and make sure the wind wasn't blowing towards that side of the house. Your mom was chilling, it's blowing that way. Smoke out the window. Yeah. And you think your mom was sitting there thinking, yeah, you're smoking that shit again. Yeah. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, exactly. There we go. Because <laughs> also as a light here, I don't know what your first experience was like. The first time I saw here, it was cuck. Well, I was so excited, but it was shit. Those folks must have seen me a mile away. Your first time, have you ever had to score weed? Or yeah, was it like... I had to walk up the road and I had to meet the, the old, like, mama lady thing. The one who sells the chips and the sweets yeah, and that. Sweet That's that. so cool. The fruits. Yeah. There must be a name for that mama. I'm Everyone has sure. one. She's dope. She was. She was so cool. Mama and that's where yeah. I went. Okay, yeah. and what did you pay? What did you get? Because our perspectives, yeah. like my first match, was like five, that's ten true. bucks. That was, yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah, that ten bucks. Really? Thanks. Fuck me. That's the price. They keep they... their price. Literally, there's been no increase for the last <laughs> oh, no. twenty years, maybe. Well, this zero inflation. Zero. because they're just getting more and more grown for them, and they just have so much free free reign. It's like, well, my aunt grows it back in the mountains, and this is where this is grown. And I can get this from Swaziland. And, Oh, she thought you came in some mama's tit in oh, the bra from fucking Murakami in a taxi from Trans Guys. No one knew. It was dry then. Now it comes back. It's like literally almost fresh. He picked it so wet. <laughs> Still moist. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought it was, and you thought it was, be, it was dipped by then, just to hide it from the cops. No, no, no. It is like an hole in the underwear, no, punch in the banky. <laughs> yeah, um, that ammonia smell. Yeah. And when, when, when was the first time you knew you'd scored good weed? Though? Or was that good weed in your mind? Ah, uh, I spoke to my mother. Okay. To the experts. Mom did you a solid, eh? Yeah. Okay. Oh, she always doing me a solid. Yes. What did she charge you? Mm -hmm. uh, family dishes. <laughs> dishes for a week or some shit. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, back to growing. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, yeah, if you still want to put seeds in the ground, it's getting pretty late. Auto flower sure. Plants will stay small, but pest control. Is there anything you recommend that guys can maybe get off the shelf from like a pick and pay or builders? Because I know we, we all love the organic, but you know how it is when you're growing, you're like rah rah, everything's going lucky, you're not ready, and then bam, that shit's there. And you haven't got a week to sort shit out. Well, if you know what you're doing, you, you can be conservative with any poison that you put on if you were to use poison. Because at the end of the day, it's the reality. Sometimes you're going to use it because you want your crop to last. And if your plants that are vegging have got spider mites, for instance, you want to get rid of it so that you know at least you can get something out of it. You didn't spend three months, whatever, vegging this plant out and now you want to just cut it down. So then I would use red spider mites, red spider side. It's a very handy stuff, but it is chemical. Um, red spider side is very good, yeah. yeah would, is would, that like from Effecto? Yeah, it's one of those those poisons. I call them poisons. It's like the, the, the aisle that you walk past. You're like, oh, don't even get too close. Walk like this side of the aisle. Don't get too close to that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you gotta come up that even when you pick like... up the box, you're like, oh, this box feels like it's got it all over it. <laughs> <laughs> but then if you use that also that organic stuff that you get from like uh, Ludwig's, 
Durpex, yes. Oh my gosh, that stuff, that garlic stuff. Is it that Rose's range, eh? Or yeah, it's part of his um mite miticide. It's this orange box, but it stinks. It really is so bad. Don't get it on your clothes. Really, it really, really reeks. It reeks so bad. So yeah. But if you're gonna do, just go to the go to the, the shelf and look at it and really like read the boxes. It tells you what you're gonna do. It looks shows you little pictures of the mite that was there or whatever it is that it treats. Read the box. Yeah, and again, read the box, read the label. Like, don't just, don't just hold the whole yeah. fucking bottle if, in. If some of them are so strong, it's like one milliliter to ten liters. You need to be very careful. And even sometimes I recommend going almost half of that or a bit less because you might get away with it or, you know, you just rather be on the safe side. No scuttle me to work here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's boring your brain. So, guys, that's bringing us pretty much to the end of the show. Uh, to wrap up, is there anything you feel like we should like talk about weed guy wise? Anyone you think we should support? Anywhere we should follow you guys on Instagram? You don't have to. No peer pressure. No, if you guys can follow me on Instagram, that'd okay. be pretty awesome. No fucking awesome. Yeah. Sell yourself, dude. Uh, Bad Brad Perry, I think. Sell <laughs> 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 oh, no. Yes, yes. Mm. I would like to oh. add something very pertinent. Yeah, no. Very pertinent. Any ghouls out there that have problems growing hair and really weak nails? Move on to the Mary Jane train. I've been sitting here playing with my nails because I'm so thankful. They're beautiful. <laughs> my, that's my contribution. Smoke weed to grow nails. And hair. I thought you were going to say, if you're smoking that chat, you can use your long nail to. I thought you grow the nail for, dude. I've never. I'm and, so and you grow your. Baby. I was like, what is wrong with these people with long nails? <laughs> loading your bong. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, loading your bong. It's, it's like loading an eye your bong. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell chicks to eat Bob Martins there for their hair for a moment. Because that was a <laughs> real history, yeah. Bob Martins can make you aggressive. Oh. It's a small plastic. Okay. That way. But also, do, do Bob Martins affect your pubes too? Oh. That must be a terrible thing. <laughs> Listen, if you want long locks, you got to have some long locks. <laughs> you know? Um, you're going to have, have some drapes, yeah? Drapes. As long as it's not too long to catch in the bomb. Yeah. Dan, where can we check you out? I think Dan, what's it, ca.za, anything yeah, like that? No, at the moment, not really. We'll see okay. what we can do next time. We'll be coming up. Yeah. Cool, man. Guys, thank you for joining us on another Hotbox podcast. A, a quick thank you to some of our sponsors this week. We have Peacemaker Gear, hook us up with some great shit. Oh, yeah, we'll do some giveaways soon. Look at that, 420. You must know. You must know. You must know. Check out 420, Peacemaker. So we're going to give out some kiff on the next episode, run a, a special, I think, Christmas edition, Jingle Bells and all oh, that yes. stuff, Jingle Bongs, Jingle Bongs, Jingle Bongs, <laughs> with our book club. Guys, thank you for tuning in, like, subscribe, thank you Brad, thank you Mary Jane, you're so great. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for sharing this one.